Welcome to MiceCast with your hosts, Greg, Mike, and Shaft. Say hello, boys. Hi. You're going to pop my top off my adult beverage. That's not an adult beverage. Who who are you kidding? It is. Actually, today it is. Sorry, I missed you guys last week. What, are you drowning your sorrows, Greg? Yeah. Almost five months of sorrows. Oh. Hey, Anyways, that's it. I watched yeah. an I watched an episode of Castle where a guy was out of work eight months. He became a drug mule. <laughs> <laughs> Half a million. I'm actually, thinking, I'm actually thinking starting a porn site. Would be <laughs> yeah, oh, that that'll get you money. <laughs> Guaranteed. It doesn't even have to be good. Good luck finding the actors. Craigslist. <laughs> <laughs> oh Craig. my goodness. They all have to have a Disney twist. Though. If that's <laughs> well, you just put them up in the costumes, right? Make them wear that's the right. costumes. <laughs> oh, but if you start something like that up, I'm not going to that back room of yours. Is that like the? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Who knows what webcams will you hidden in the corners? Jeez. Yeah, I'd do it more professionally than webcams. Come on, give me some. Give me some credit. Okay. Like, if the, I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it right. The obvious big pro- professional cams in the corners, then. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, so uh, moving on, uh, we're going to cover a few topics tonight. We'll probably touch on Marvel, Dick Cook, maybe a little D23 since Richard missed the last one, and some emails that we have got recently. Uh, okay, so we're going to start the emails then? Sure. Oh, wait, wait. Real, real, fi- yes. real quick, uh, we've only had one voicemail and it was a wrong number. <laughs> you know, we name? I don't. I don't know. Do you want me to play it for you? I can play it for you if you're really that desperate, Derek. No, no, I don't. If it's the wrong number, why the hell would I want to hear it? I don't know. His name was Martha. She was looking for some dude about some car deal. I'm just saying. You know, we went no, through all. We no, went through all this wait. hassle to come up with this fantastic, Great. easily rememberable phone number, and no one's calling. What the hell? Well, we'll we'll get there. All right. So, what were you going to say? Sorry. No, I'm just trying to get mail. Uh, just trying to get mail. to the email. Oh. All right. Let's let's start with this one from. Pete, our friend Pete from the DP Informs, uh, he says he's listening to Lou's Walt Disney World recap of D23. That would be Lou Mangiello. Way too much pixie dust going around. Has he ever said a negative thing about Disney? Um, I uh, want to say I'm... yes, but back when he was with Nathan, they would say if you don't see something you don't like, go to City Hall. Remember how we got those complaints and those things on iTunes about all these guys do is complain and say go to City Hall, which we have never yeah. done. But I no, we did. don't. Yes, correct. We don't direct people there, but we've talked about going there ourselves. Well, on a, it's rare. I think once I've actually been in there for a, I don't even want to call it a complaint, but once I went in there asking a question because of a negative experience, and that's rare, and only because there was no line coming out the front door. It's usually, usually yeah. They're concerned. They're con- yeah, whatever. So, um, but back in his old show with Nathan, there used to be complaints in a nice way, and they used to encourage people to go to City Hall all the time, which we have never really done. So, anyways, um, I think he has. But since his new show has become very uh, slick and commercialized, uh, and he, you know, in a nice way, I'm going to say, wants to get as far up Disney's uh, ass side. Is possible. I like Lou a lot. Don't don't get me wrong. It's it's just it. I I know what this guy's saying. It seems like he can say no wrong, and it's 
you know, that's fine for those people who want that kind of stuff. But, you know, that shit don't fly here. All right. Finish, All reading, right. finish reading the email. <laughs> you can have the real – the shit doesn't fly because we have the real poop. Yes. Oh. <laughs> while, while a little creepy, I have to admit, I enjoy Mice Cast and Greg's shows because you'll mix it up, both good and bad. Your recap was much more balanced and informative. Also, a little strange that they never mention children. Disney is all about kids. Greg, I know your kids have gotten older, but Mike's is right there with me. You, uh, you would feel right. Would you feel right going to the park and never bringing your kids, like it appears Lou and his minions oh. do? <laughs> Does Lou have kids? Does Lou Mangello have children? I. I don't know. Because it might be just an issue of, you know, no frame of reference, right? Not taking children. Well, it could be, and most, maybe a lot of his listeners are older folks or younger folks without kids. I'm not going to read the last part of that email because yeah. it has to do with some personal things. I understand. Um, but I don't know. You know, if Lou had kids, I mean, Lou's fairly um, short in stature, and if his kids followed his nature at their age, we might not see him yet because they're not, that you know, was, they might be hit behind the, uh, that's the other harsh. people. That's kind of yeah, well, you know, when I saw Lou at D23, I went up to see him and I said, hey, Lou, and, uh, Lou couldn't resist. It's almost the first thing he said to some of the people in his booth is, you know what the first thing this guy said to me? And what I what I said to him was, you sound a lot taller on oh. your podcast. <laughs> yeah, but at least he remembers who you are. Oh, yeah. No, we got a great relationship. Sure. Um, he, his publisher sends me stuff. We talk, all, you know, not all the time, but occasionally. I'm just saying... Um, I have no idea if he has kids. I really don't. And I don't listen to his show anymore. Not really what I'm looking for in a Disney podcast. So I'm taking this, you know, second, third hand from Pete saying that they, they never talked about kids. I, I just don't know. Neither do I. All right. I'm going to read one from AJ. Aussie oh, yeah, John. Get my yeehaw uh, Aussie John, who we all have thought has been dead because we haven't seen nor heard a peep from him for months. Anyway, it says, Mike, Greg, and Richard. Just to let you know that I was showing the two owners of the Diz around Sydney last week, and during their meet in Darling Harbor, we met a couple of MiceCast listeners. It was great to know that I'm not the only Aussie fan out there, so if you get a chance to say good day or hee-haw in your language <laughs> to Tim and Steve... I'm sure they will enjoy the shout-out. They're both great guys. would fit in well with all of psychopaths and rabble-rousers. It's see funny, it's, it's, it's funny that he's showing the owners of Diz Harbor, or Diz Group, Darling Harbor. I don't know, but there's something, yeah. um, how you want to say, um, in alignment with that kind of a thing. Yeah. I don't know, but you so, know, unless in, in uh, Australia... They're about 20 years behind us. Well, I'd even be more. 40 years behind the sitcoms. I don't think anybody's saying yeehaw around here. No, not yeehaw. Hee-haw. He, well, same thing. Hee-haw. I mean, hee-haw's a show <laughs> 40 was years ago. Well, you know? I want to know what's he. hee-haw. Yeehaw. No, hee-haw. I mean, that comes from City Slickers. I mean, yeah. But it's so anyways, I, I'll say good day, mate. Hee-haw. Yes. You're like, well, I don't know how to speak Australian. So yeah. I'm going to say. <laughs> I'll say good day. <laughs> Good day. Howdy, all. I'll say good day. Good day. That's too it's fine. Good day. Good day. Good day. Put another shrimp on the barbie. No, don't go there. <sighs> That's always fun. No, remember he said we don't talk about Paul Hogan down there. 
You know, we, we got to find that old email where he first wrote us and talked about funny. making his wife unhappy. Uh, about about yanking the uh, taxi driver's chain. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that actually was very, very funny. <laughs> okay, so I can drop those emails into the yeah, answered into, email. Into the red bag. folder, yes. Because <laughs> it's nothing worse than, uh, you know, rereading old email. Going, hey, now, we, we read this some, again? I don't remember. Yeah, we have got some stuff from another listener, uh, Danny and Cynthia. They did some recordings at D23, and they uploaded them to an FTP. I just haven't had a chance to listen to them yet, so we may uh, get to play them later. Uh, okay. Oh, well, as long as we're talking about D23, by the time you hear this, uh, it'll be long It'll be over. long on over, but... Uh, our videos that we captured while we were there are still available at micecast.com. Really? Well, speaking yes. of the okay, and so we're going to talk a little bit about D23 here, and Richard can um, uh, say what he's going to say. I think I'll have to look. I think I got an email on my um, other show's email that's kind of interesting and asks or tells what they've heard about what where D23 is going to go in the next couple of years. But I guess quick, if Richard, if you can do it in a minute or less, what did you think of D23? Uh, I liked it. It was better than I had expected. Um, Ouch, because really? Yeah, it really, you know, I was kind of thinking it was just going to be, okay, just a lot of stuff to sell and we're just going to... Um, tell you a lot of things just to have a lot of pep rally stuff and there was a lot of that but i thought the sh- i thought it was a little bit showy and um I-, I particularly i didn't get to see too much of it uh i was very limited on what i got to see that day but i did enjoy going through the uh, parks area oh yeah that was see, the best going part through that the whole thing see i was, that was pretty much it- the only part i got to see i didn't get go upstairs to any of the other halls there well to go up there all you did was you, you went to seminars and then there was the archives, which you've seen all that stuff before, anyways. There was nothing earth-shattering in the. Yeah, well, I would like there to may see be a few things. You, yeah, there may have been a few things you'd, you've never actually seen in person, um, but in general, it was very underwhelming. I was comparing it to like AIA <coughs> conventions, NAB. You know, the floor space I thought was uh, horribly laid out, made it look empty. Uh, yeah, that that was true. And go ahead, Richard. Uh, it was. It, it, it was I was expecting less, so my, my I really, you know, I wow, you you really put you know gave Disney, uh, well, I, I, you, you got to remember he's not a D twenty three club member, okay? So no, no, I, so what is ex- he? Had, I mean, but no, he if you're not he a if, if you're not a club member, what do you, what do you temper your expectations with? Right? I, well, I don't know. I mean, uh, he's not. I guess what I'm getting is he didn't expect him to do very much, which. Um, somewhat surprises me. So, okay. Well, you know, we got a letter, and I'm I I, uh, I think it's one of the ones that we have in here, and uh, I think it was Pluto Region One. She, I think, put it down, hit the nail on the head on exactly what how to describe the D twenty three. It was very similar to a lot of the uh, little pep rally uh, hall meetings that we have for cast members, which is a one-day expo for cast members, and usually in the past, they have it over at the exhibition hall at the Disneyland Hotel. Whole halls filled up. You have the different departments there, and it's a little bit, 
you know, for the most part, it stays fairly close to Disneyland, the the park. You have the different departments showing. You have some of the vendors that have their disc, Disney discounts coming in there and showing that off. When I went on to the into this one, uh, there was a lot more. I the the lost, uh, you know, walking past the lost stuff. Uh, was kind of impressive. I thought that was kind of cool seeing some of the costumes. Some of the props would have liked to have seen a little bit more of it. Um, looking at some of the pictures of the stuff, um, the, some of the uh, performers, Kelsey Grammer that came in and a couple of the actual actors from Lost. Um, uh, that wouldn't it, be Kelsey Grammer at, on Lost. but you No, know, Kelsey Grammer has this new show. But the way she described it was it was like one of the cast, cast member... Uh, exhibits on steroids. That was exactly what it was. And, you know, I, I get a kick for the one day that I go to those cast member things to just see the different things there. And this one was a little bit, was more than what I expected. I was expecting something very similar to what we see as the cast members, but with just a lot more outside vendors and a lot more just sales going on. Uh, I was pleasantly surprised to see how much there was. Uh, again, especially with the parks, being able to see all this stuff that they had laid out for Hawaii and with the other parks. Uh, the little display that you showed me of with the uh, 3D camera setup. <laughs> Excuse me. And to give folks an idea of how rushed I was going through this, uh, when we were looking at a 3D camera and I saw the Tron trailer going on one of the monitors in the background, I wanted to stay there for a few minutes to let it cycle through so I could see the trailer again. Um, that's only caught my eye on it. Never got a chance to go back and see the trailer again, so I finally downloaded it off of uh, uh, the web. But, uh, you know, it, it was just kind of a pleasant surprise to me. I, I wasn't, it was just a little bit more than what I was expecting it to be. I do agree with you, though, it was horribly laid out. Uh, there were lots of huge spaces that were wasted. Uh, I think what they were trying to do is they were trying to spread it out to make it look like it was bigger than it really was. You could have put all of that into one of those halls. I mean, that the ground floor area that went from the arena and used the three exhibition halls, you could have put everything in those three halls into one hall and still be able to maintain it, I think. Um, I think they wanted, but, I think they wanted a, 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 an impression of space that in case the hordes that they were expecting to show up, it wouldn't be a fiasco. Yeah, probably very true. And like I said, I never got upstairs to the second floor, the third floor. Uh, and then there was a number of the uh, members only meetings that you went to, Greg. I, I, I didn't really no, have a chance there to were, talk there to were, you. There were no member only. Uh, oh, there weren't? No, they're no. just member only merchandise, right? Uh, there was, I think, yes, there was some pins or something member only. Members got got you in early because if you were a member, but if you if you paid to come in that day, or as a cast member, well, in in theory, D twenty three. Let's see, I see. No, it was open to non D twenty three members. So yeah, no, no there wasn't. There yeah, was it nothing was open to anybody up, walking off the street. Yeah, there was nothing that was exclusively D twenty three that I can remember at all. I thought, uh, well, you got in earlier. Yeah, so. Did, didn't they have some seminars that started at 8 o'clock? That no, no, they had seminars that if you didn't line up by 8, you probably didn't get in. Okay, but. and then I thought there was some stuff that happened after 7 that you had to kind of be a D20. Nope. Some of nope. it was open, some of nope. it you had to be a bit, well. No, nope, okay. just had to have your little uh, wristband for the day. 
they were the the, the uh, box office was open till ten o'clock. Oh wow! Night. Yeah. Cool. So, all right. So Richard, bottom line was surprised at the at the scope. Yes. Now, did you want to get into? Um, okay, so you kind of covered Pluto Regions one, where she said it looked like you know the cast member pep rallies, and I remember a few of those when when I was there, and I think this was a you know a little more than that because a lot of times we just got pictures, and you know if we hadn't you know done the tours at WDI, yeah, um, you wouldn't see the stuff they were showing us there. Right, right. we would have just got the typical dog and pony show. Here's some pictures. Here's a PowerPoint um, over at well, when, in my day they did them in the Lincoln Theater. I think now they do them in Team Disney Building or wherever. If you even get them anymore. No, the uh, last few, the last few have been over at the uh, Stage Seventeen, which is at DCA, where, where they used to have Millionaire. Oh, okay, all right. Really, that's where they're doing them. Okay. Um, they still do the uh, film previews over in Team Disney, right? Um, no. Uh, the the ambassadors right now have their little film series that they're showing old films over there, but now your uh, previews, like your cast member previews and cast member films, are all over at the AMC theaters. Oh, nice! Oh, so yeah, they, right they, there on they, property. You know, yeah, that's in a well, yeah, it's e- easy for parking and all that. But in some sense, they, you know, they spend a lot of money building that theater over in the Team Disney building. It's kind of a shame that it doesn't get a lot of use. How many people does that theater seat? At Team Disney? Yeah. Uh, I think it's like 195 or 203, somewhere right around that And range. what does Lincoln hold? Well, I want to uh, say like 200 maybe. Yeah, yeah I'm thinking right around 200. Yeah. And your standard AMC theater? You know, I could, I could probably open the black book that's sitting right here, but nah, it's not Probably that could, yes. Um, standard AMC theater, I would probably say seats about 450, 500. Yeah, the, their big screen is typically 500 people right yeah so um well I, I can tell you we went to a preview of a film in the century which is now cinemark over here in uh bellaterra and luckily we were the target demographic because they were going to they i, I got a thing by emails that show up at 6 30 or 6 45 the i guess they were handing <laughs> we saw some papers that people had in their hand that they'd handed out at the theater to say be there at six thirty, so they're going around saying, you know, this theater only holds a hundred. It's the small one of the small ones, and then they have the super huge one that's probably a thousand people, seven hundred, whatever the, the you know. They, so they go from real large to little sweat boxes, and they happen to be showing this particular preview in a sweat box. And luckily, the guy came around. He was asking some ages, and I, I said, we're the, "We're the target demographic, aren't we?" He's like, "Yes." And he, here's two tickets. Go to the front of the line. Yeah. Yeah, um, but then, but <laughs> then I was depressed. I, I didn't know what the movie was going to be about, but I knew I was tar- target demographic by some of the uh, people in it: Tommy Lee Jones, Craig T. Nelson. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. These are little older guys, and they said, you know, uh, have you seen uh, No Country for Old Men? Uh, there will be blood. I haven't seen There Will Be Blood, but I have seen Old Country. No Country for Old Men, and quite frankly, I can't figure out why that was up for an Academy Award. That okay. was a funky film. Okay, movie, but. Academy Award. I don't know, but anyways, uh, this movie was about uh, corporate <laughs> downsizing you? and people out of work. I'm like, why am I watching this? <laughs> to the point, the wife even said, "We haven't even paid off our Disney World vacation yet." 
<laughs> ben, ben Affleck gets laid off. You know, he ends up going to sell his Porsche. He ends up selling their house. And they say they haven't pulled, paid off their Disney uh, vacation yet. I'm like, crap, this is my life. Why are we here? This is the <laughs> But I don't have any unpaid Disney vacations. Those are paid for as I That's go. That's so. good. <laughs> I don't. I don't really charge anything anymore. But anyways, it was kind of funny. But so yeah, the small ones probably 150, 200 maybe. But you know, they they probably can spread out those times too and have multiple uh, shows. I'm. Well, you I'm know, big. at the largest theater, I think it's still the largest theater. A big Newport, yes. Which is twelve hundred. All right, so uh, let's see. We still continue to get some emails about Space Mountain. Uh, okay. <laughs> one, I, I think- I'm not going to read them right now, but I'm saying that hasn't lost any um, life. The one guy who sent me an email um, found something on Mouse Planet, which was wrong. The Florida diameter is not 140 feet. It's 100. Um, but um, anyways, so Richard, thank you for uh, answering the emails to those that you did answer. You answered uh, Pluto Region 1s. and uh, That was nice. Yeah, because usually Richard doesn't read email or anything like that. Hey, I, I, I got yeah. this Luddite. wonderful upgrade on my Outlook, and I got all this nice mail, except for one mailbox. I cannot remember what the password is, and I cannot find my password. <laughs> that's kind of... Uh, yeah, it's, it's somewhat embarrassing. I'm, I'm just wondering how much spam is going to be on there when I get back. A lot. So, yeah. Yeah, that that's that's somewhat funny. Um, actually, there's one here, Mike. I should probably forward to you. Okay. Uh, Is it a complaint? Con- no, 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 not not at all. I oh. just want to want to see I, if you've seen this. Con- just, just for the argument, can I mention what? No. The one Space Mountain letter mentions in there. Uh, I guess so. Sure, why not? Go ahead, Richard. Okay, we're, we're, okay. we're waiting. I'm sorry, I, I had to drop out here. Um. The mention was that, of course, the Space Mountain is 100 feet, but when you get down to the floor, it slopes down at an angle, and so when you get down to the actual floor space at the, at the bottom, it's a lot less. It's about like half the size. And oh, course, whoa, whoa, whoa. He didn't say half the size, but you well, do lose some, you yes. Do, you do lose a considerable amount to where it, it becomes a more manageable number. But then, Greg, you even mentioned about, well, you put the station and everything in there, you're still losing stuff. And he said I he could he could picture if they're put, putting the structure and they would actually uh, dig down certain areas lower for new equipment, not necessarily the entire floor, but certain areas. And so then it becomes, in my mind, it becomes a tomato, tomato. Are you lowering the floor or are you trenching into it? So Yeah, but it's still, he still also made some corrections about the size of the trucks. But, you know, he's saying you're still talking yeah. about 850 trucks. <laughs> So, yeah. yeah. Oh, over a two-year period, I'm sure you can find some 20, of that. Yeah, but at 24, but also, hours, 24 hours a day, going those things in and, and out. But anyways, and he it, also, couldn't have, it couldn't have been for the full two-year period because they had to get it done to get the stuff built. Right. So you're talking about maybe a six-month period. But most likely, it was certain key areas they were digging. But uh, he, you know, yeah, but, but he, and he also put the correct name. I kept referring to it as similar to an arch, but it's not an arch, but I couldn't remember what it was called. And it's called a compression ring on the yes, structure. Yes, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, so, he, he totally explained. And I'm still one of these moments going to, or one of these days when I get out to have 
lunch with an engineer friend of mine. I'm, I'm going to show him this and ask him what he thinks too. Not that I don't trust Pete, who is a uh, PE, a professional engineer. Excuse me. So it was nice to hear from someone who actually knew what they were talking about. Uh, As opposed to us. Yeah, I mean, I understand it. <laughs> you know, I understand how this stuff works, but I couldn't. I can't really explain engineering that well. I mean, engineers are engineers, architects are architects, yeah. and they both well, think I mean, they know each other. Know and never the about. twain shall meet. Well, yeah. there, I do know a few guys that do both. It's rare. I think it's rare. I've only met a few. But I, I find that both sides are always telling the other side that they're wrong and they can do something else to fix whatever's wrong. You know, an engineer's wet dream in housing is a perfectly stacked box. They don't want any <laughs> offsets because those offsets all, you know, cost and shear yeah. transfer and this and beams and that and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, but then, you know, levels at different spots. But yeah. then the architect, you know, the, the engineer wants that and the architect says, come on, what's the big deal? Just put this or that there. You know, so they're always, uh, it's just the nature of the two professions that yeah, they're. Yeah. Add each other's. Uh... And this slice of mundane life has been brought to you by MiceCast. Exactly. Okay, so let's okay. Uh, go on to um, the departure of Dick Cook. Uh, did you get the emails I sent you from Conrad? By the uh, way, I sent you emails. And that's, that's Conrad that bumped into me in the park a couple weeks ago when we were seeing uh, the Elvis yes. impersonator. Uh, grab a beer. Because he he wants to talk about Marvel, and we're going to get to Marvel. Uh, maybe we should talk about Marvel first, and then see if that really uh, potentially leads to the departure of Dick Cook. Well, there, there there is, I think, somewhat of an intertwine because the one article about Dick Cook kind of led into a belief that maybe there is something on the horizon that Bob Iger is working with. Okay, so Conrad wrote us, and he says, writing for a show idea. Due to the purchase of Marvel, Marvel Comics, I'm being a pretty big comic fan as well as a Disney fan. I am interested in, interested in seeing what Disney does to the Marvel franchise, and I assume the comic aspect not being touched by Disney. But uh, but what about certain characters such as Punisher? Will Disney ask to have tamer, less violent pum- uh, Punisher? This, I think, will be good from a company standpoint. They now can bring Marvel to a bigger audience, but there may be a backlash from your big comic book geeks because they have this feeling of someone tampering with their precious X-Men comic, but the parks are very interested to see how they incorporate Marvel. Uh, Will Spider-Man be spinning webs on Main Street? I mean, it doesn't seem to fit the mold of Disneyland, but perhaps the studio. I stay optimistic. But what would a Pixar Fantastic Four look like? Lots of possibilities. Thanks, Conrad. And he's followed up with a few other emails like, hey, I'd love to do a show with you about Marvel. Obviously, probably knows far more about Marvel than Didn't, we do. Yeah, I think so. But you know, I know some of the bigger ones, but just for fun the other night when <laughs> um, we heard this was going to happen, I was looking through all the hotties. In, in the Marvel website. I just went to the website, looked for the female characters, and I tweeted something about uh, the, the cowgirls from hell will be entertaining during the Halloween season at the Golden Horseshoe. And somebody tweeted me back, are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, yeah, but it, it, it's funny. ironically funny that there are some very sick and interesting, weird characters, and there's some really hot, slutty characters. I even found a tween character that maybe Will can get into now since she will be a Disney tween. Um, 
that'd be Will from Will, uh, Will uh, and ma- Shannon. Ma- magic never ends. Uh, Thank you. I'm, okay, I don't have a frame of reference. I'm not a comic book fan, um, but this strikes me as uh, another move to, I don't know, buy their target demographic or buy some film properties or buy some films or Broaden scripts. the empire maybe too. Yeah, just, um, I, but I... I don't see any of this stuff going to Disneyland. I see it showing up at DCA. Well, right? well let's, let's think or about it for a second. the there, studios. There's a, there's a few attractions. Uh, Universal and Florida. For example, Florida probably is not going to see much of anything because there are some licensing agreements with Universal. And Universal, from what I know, have only put these attractions in Florida right at the moment. I don't. Uh, I haven't been to Universal here in a while, but I'm pretty sure these... I know Spider-Man's not here. Uh, they have, as long as those attractions stay open, they've got exclusive licensing rights to them. They don't own it, but they have rights uh, to have no competition in their area. So Florida probably is not going to see any of that. Could um, some of these characters make Tomorrowland? I mean, if if uh, Buzz Lightyear or Johnny Rocket or whatever you call him can make it into... Uh, Disneyland's Tomorrowland, and, and I, there's a rumor now that MILF might be coming to the uh, Magic Eye Theater or the Honey I Shrunk the Audience Theater. Uh, you know, anything <coughs> happen. All right. Well, I mean, I mean, yeah, it would make more sense at DCA or maybe could a could a third park actually be built now that could be a Marvel park? Well, what about oh, also the question. other option? What what other that? option, Shaft? Just leave them as licensees over to Universal and have Universal pay Disney for <laughs> yeah, well, there's, using Disney-owned characters now. There's there's that too. Did um, um did did Disney Disney put Circle C Disney on Muppets right? Excuse me. They copyrighted Muppets when when Disney bought the Muppets. Um. Did they Circle I, C? I, did they Circle no, C Disney? I, th- I think I think the Muppets are still. Uh, copyrighted by Jim Henson Productions. Aren't, aren't they like Henson's a wholly owned? Sub, aren't they a wholly owned subsidiary? Yeah. So yeah, I, I Jim, that's, Jim Henson is wholly owned by Disney, but the copyright belongs to Jim Henson Productions. So that's, well, that's, that's where I see. That's where I see Marvel going. I, 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 it's Marvel be, will stay Marvel and a separate entity under the big umbrella. I, of I Walt think Disney. so. I mean, because to to fully integrate them, like Pixar, is not is not. I don't think it's yeah, going to happen but, like that because Pixar from the beginning was a Disney partnership, right? Well, yes and no. I mean, but let's wait. Let's back up. Um, everything uh, that Pixar has to do with Disney has Pixar's name on it. Do you think Pixar's name is eventually going to go away? No. Uh, absolutely not. No. They're going to stay Pixar and Pixar Disney. So you can't really say that you know they're totally integrated. No, no. but every Disney, every Disney Pixar picture the characters have shown up in the park true but okay. disney i believe in that agreement disney owned the character rights yes i agree that's that's where i'm getting but I, i'm getting the feeling that marvel is gonna be more like the muppets where disney may own the character rights but not exercise them that much in the park now, it's funny that you mentioned the muppet muppets marvel or, or in the it. 80s did um have jim henson's muppet babies as a marvel <laughs> comic yeah, but I, I I see what Mike's saying. I kind of tend to agree. I think Marvel's going to continue to be run as a separate entity. You'll continue to see the Marvel movies coming out, and certainly the comic books. Disney's not going to touch that. Marvel's Marvel is 
forgive the, me those people that might be DC Comics, and I happen to be a big Batman fan, but Marvel is the comic book company of the world. Um, I, I can't see Disney doing anything that's going to screw around with that. Well, I mean, I'm playing devil's advocate. You know, we've seen Disney run a few different things before, like a hockey franchise there will be no fighting on our team you know uh they they managed to try to trickle down their their company ethics across a lot of companies that they own and you know i mean i i don't know i i would wouldn't think that disney would necessarily jump in and start running it i mean most likely they're buying it for what it is unless they want to add some comics that uh, now uh, Marvel could produce. Uh, I don't know who put out the Disney comics if that was actually Disney or not. But I was that was, that was Disney Publishing. I was actually interested to find out, or somewhat surprised to find out, that um, Conan the Barbarian and Red Sonja. I didn't know that they were Marvel comics before they became live action films with uh, yeah. the Governor. Uh, and I didn't know Howard the Duck, which was probably Lucas's all-time. The one he wants to forget. Uh, worst movie right next to Ego. Uh, 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 I, I didn't realize Howard the Duck belonged to Marvel. Wait, wait a second. Lucas didn't direct Eo. Coppola directed Eo. No, well, he was involved in it, so he, you know, he, as a producer, producer. That's yeah, still. But who gets, who Luke, gets the Academy Award if it's good? The producer, not the director. <laughs> I don't think I don't think it was uh, Lucas that directed Howard the Duck. He produced that. Wasn't it Joe Dante? I, I think that that's did? just that's just what Mike just said. Yes, you're, I don't think he did. Uh, funny thing is, Star Wars the Star Wars series was also run under uh, Marvel. So Marvel's had their hands in a lot of things. But um, I mean, Dungeons and Dragons, GI Joe. In fact, the latest GI Joe movie is based off the uh, the comics, not the old GI Joe. Uh, Toys that we knew, you know, they uh, no, it, it's or was it off the cartoon that it was, was off on the cartoon? Now, Cobra was that cartoon, was that cartoon based off the uh, GI Joe comic? I do not know. I know it was based off the toys in the in the in the weekday afternoon cartoon series. Yeah, I remember the cartoon series, but that was a little while because ago. Because that, that that's been quite a while. That's when because well, the main character's also, name was the same. Right, but yeah, okay. Here it is, Joe. Rise of Cobra. That's part of the GI Joe comics. That's also when they they ruined the GI Joe from the wait, twelve inch action figure down to the you know like two inch uh, or uh, two inch plastic molded piece of crap uh, that they put out for a while uh, before going back you to get, the. You got to remember version. the cartoon was to sell the toys, right? Yeah, but the, yeah, I know. But the toy went from you know action grip GI Joe yes, with a little with, fuzzy hair, you know, yeah, <laughs> with, with full with big size tools and weapons to use, exactly. and cars and helicopters and crap. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Now, um, it, yeah, because we haven't really heard that much yet, other than they are buying. There are still approvals. Was it FCC? A couple of people have to uh, look at this deal. FCC. I I think. I thought the price tag seemed a bit big. Um, I'm wondering. Marvel, I'm waiting to Marvel hear. Has that much of an asset to it? I, well, I, I'm, I'm waiting to hear big. what uh, Stanley Gold and uh, Roy have to say about this. I'm, I'm kind of curious if they're going to be. Oh my God! I can't believe they're paying that kind of money for it. Uh, 
but I don't know. You know, it, it may be a great thing. I didn't think the fan, you know, Marvel, like Richard said earlier, or before we came on, Marvel's been getting into the movies. Uh, other than Iron Man, I can't say that I've been a big fan of what Marvel has been doing in the theater. I, what about I X-Men? Don't, X-Men, X-Men. Eh, the first one was fine. The second one, uh, this, the Wolverine one. I didn't get a chance to see Wolverine yet. Neither have I. I just haven't heard anything you know, good. It, right? it, okay, it was all, in my opinion, it was okay. But they they took Patrick Stewart's character. I forgot what is uh, the professor, whatever he's called, Xavier. Xavier, and yeah. you know, it looked like the guy had a bad um, facelift when they, they. I almost wondered if he was animated or something. He looked horrible, and he was in a very you know very small portion of the movie at the very end. And of course, this is years. You know, this is a prequel. And I just, I don't know. I okay movie. Uh, I like the tension between Wolverine and his brother and all that. That was good. I, you know, I never read these uh, cartoons either. I remember when uh, X Men were a uh, animated series on TV. I remember playing the video game sometimes in yellow tights. And I don't know. You know, Fantastic Four. Even though I really dig the female uh, lead in that. Movie, you just like Jessica Alba. <laughs> okay, tell me who doesn't like Jessica Alba. Point taken, but I have always been a big Fantastic Four fan way back when. I got a couple of the comics still from back in the 70s, uh, even before Jessica Alba was part of it. <laughs> yeah, that would be before she was even yeah, born. She, she's like 12, right? She looks like yeah. she's 12. Um, and I, I just didn't think some of the actors they had for the the movie, the head kind of the head guy that's her counterpart or her husband or whatever. I thought he was, a, he was a weak guy, but um, Reed. you know they've they've done uh, really horrible in the first Hulk. The second Hulk uh, was better. The remade but, one with Edward Norton because he's only a much better actor. Right? He, Edward Norton's a great actor. Edward, I just yeah. I was just it was still kind of so so. I think Iron Man was great. I, I think I, that was. I dug right. Iron Man, but I think Robert Downey Jr. made that movie. That is oh, true. Yeah, that is true, and I'm really looking forward to his um, new one coming out as uh, Sherlock Holmes. That, that yeah, that looks hilarious. Yeah. Oh my gosh! They're going to retell hey, that. Slightly. Curiosity. I have, yet, I have yet to see the new Hulk movie, but I was told how the with the end credits. You guys saw that the end credits, right? The Hulk movie or the Iron Man movie. Okay, Iron Man movie after the credits go by. There, yeah, they they set it up for the uh, uh, Captain is, America. Yeah, the, well, you, is it the you have you have Samuel the, L. Jackson there. For, yeah, if, I'm trying. I don't want to get it wrong. It's either the Justice League or the uh, League of America. I, for, I forgot which. You know, yeah. you know, one of those cartoon leagues. I forgot which yeah. one. Is. Now so, with the Hulk, did you see after the credits on that one? I which Hulk? The first or the second? The second one. one. The Edward Norton Hulk. You know, I don't think I... Because I saw it on TV. I didn't see it in the theater because the first one was so horrible. I, you know, yeah, okay. I lost interest. Yeah. So, uh, so, no, I did not, Richard. I, did you see the film? I have not seen the film, but I was told how the credits ended, which makes me all, want to see it all the more, is what I was told uh, is that uh, at the end, they do the same type of deal where Edward Norton comes around, and there's Robert Downey Jr. sitting in the room saying, I have a deal for you. And oh, uh, yeah, okay. I don't think that was way way at the end of the... Because um, that sounds vaguely familiar. I don't think it was at the end of the title or the... Uh, credits. The, the credits. I think that was, yeah, he was like, you know, I can help you. Yeah. It was kind of a thing, yeah. So, 
speaking of title, here's a a quick tangent for you. Do you remember Pacific Title? Yes. Do you know they went out of business? No, I didn't. Yeah, all their all their equipment was auctioned off today. Really? Yeah. They were they were a huge title. Yes, Pacific yeah. Title and Art Studio gone. Wow. Carry on, sorry. This is part of the dig- digital revolution that you, you don't should, need a title house so much. You no, should have no, seen no, no, no. their equipment. To do with that, <laughs> you should have seen their equipment they're selling. Oh, oh my it gosh. Has, it has everything to do with the present state of the uh, the housing market. It has nothing to do with digital stuff. Though they are outsourcing. John, uh, John Duck can tell you a little bit about outsourcing. Mike? What? Are you talking about Pacific Title as in market and mortgage and that? Or are you talking about... Pacific Title, the title house that was up. Pacific Title and Art Studio, the the. Oh, okay. The, We're talking two different does, things. You're not. I'm not talking about a mortgage company. I'm talking about yeah, Pacific Title and Art Studio. Yes, they they okay. more. Oh, they, right. they, that's what I'm saying. Is, they auctioned off all their their digital intermediary, all their stuff. Oh my gosh. Okay. No, I was thinking and, of an actual title company. Sorry. Oh no. I if I if I had the day off for the last two days, I would have gone up there and just drooled <laughs> over the stuff. Oh. Yeah, I could have gone for some. Of they were stuff. they were also like selling all the movie posters of all the stuff they had. They were in their halls and stuff. <laughs> They're signed by the actors and stuff. They're getting rid of that too. So nice. Okay. What okay. about, what about so, one other one other idea? With the idea of we have this Marvel comic deal coming, and there was a reference uh, on another deal that Bob Iger just made recently that he kind of kept on the hush hush. Uh, a number of years ago. Disney tried to go into business doing films that were not necessarily the family affair, going off into other things. They created the uh, Touchstone branch of the film. That was uh, way back under Ron Miller. That started. That, that's over 30 right. years old. Uh, they, they created the Hollywood pictures and everything. Um, Which is going away, isn't it? Is Hollywood pictures going away? Yeah, one of, yeah, one of those, uh, you know... I'm air quoting one of those production companies. Like I never really understood why they needed the separate names. I could really never follow that. You know, uh, Touchstone was doing movies of much different genre than uh, well, Hollywood per se. But then they bought Mir- or Miramax. Is that right? Miramax, Miramax. Yeah. Miramax. Um, if if they're what? if they're truly getting rid of Hollywood pictures, we need to go, we need to go see the last Hollywood picture. Picture. Yeah. Because Which that, is? That, I don't know, but that'll be Circle Alive. Because I know, I, I know, we made a point of seeing the very first one. We yeah. should make a point of seeing the very last one. Well, what was? Remind me what the first one was that we went uh, saw. Arachnophobia. Oh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. Oh. <laughs> Come funny on, Richard. You remember you. going to see Arachnophobia, don't you? Oh, <laughs> we're just talking about. Oh that. man, that was harsh. I think Hollywood <laughs> Pictures. That was, uh, but that was the first. That was the first one, so we made a point of seeing it because we were, you know, into it that much. So we should make yes. Yeah, so arachnophobia was the first one. I think um, it's already, according to Wikipedia, we know how accurate it is. But 2007's the last two pictures they list. Uh, one is Primeval, which was co-production with uh, Pariah, and the other was The Invisible, co-production with Spyglass. And Invincible. That's the, that's the last. The Invisible. The Invisible? Yes. That is the last ones I see. I'm pretty sure... I never heard of The Invisible. Yeah. Uh, I was trying to see Michael Eisner, blah, blah, full length. Uh, but, studio, like Touchstone. Or you know, this whole use of studio... I'm sorry. Uh, 
you know, if it says, while Disney chief Michael Eisner at first intended Hollywood Pictures to be a full-fledged studio like Touchstone, Touchstone has no studio. Touchstone yeah. was not a studio. Touchstone was a, I guess, production company. Touchstone was a really, was a uh, distribution arm. Uh, Touchstone was more than that. They, they, they were. Okay, they yeah, were production. They were, they were, they were into production. That's true. But you know, it's not. But, you know, but what we consider studios are not like what the old, you know, Warner Brothers, Universal, studios like that. Even those studios don't really exist per se as studios because you have all these independent production companies that come in and kind of. I mean, they fund yeah. some stuff, right? But it's not like the old studio days. But anyways. Um, but, you know, when, when, when Touchstone and, and Hollywood were created, especially Touchstone, the purpose was was to be able to do projects that you didn't necessarily want to put uh, the, Disney, the Disney name on. Disney. Yeah. The first uh, one, of course, was Tex, uh, which was uh I thought it was Matt Dillon. Splash. What? The first? I it was the, Tex. The it first Touchstone? No, first no I think Tex. Actually, I think Tex was actually Disney. According to this, um, its management was merged with the flagship Walt Disney Pictures studio. Its most profitable film to date was The Sixth Sense, which grossed over $200 million. Uh, after being dormant since 2001, the brand was reactivated for genre films, similar to Dimension Films, once a division of uh, Disney itself, now part of TWC or Sony Pictures. Um, First film released by the resurrected Hollywood was the 2006 horror film Stay Alive. So it did go dormant for a while, but it looks like it's back. But it hasn't done anything since 2007. If this is up to date, all right. I, well, know, what it, I know what the deal was. I was trying to think of. Uh, Iger made a deal with Spielberg that Disney's going to start releasing the uh, DreamWorks animated features instead of Universal. Uh, well, I'm reading the. Yes, yeah, so, but that, that that'll get into the Dick Cook um, uh, discussion. Uh, yes. Okay, so I am correct. Touchstone's first film was Splash. Um, yep. Okay. And, I, I knew that was Splash. And what okay. and what had set it up was some adult themed films that had the Disney label, uh, right. Tron, Never Cry Wolf, and a movie called Trenchcoat, which I never heard of. Oh, I've heard of Trenchcoat. You haven't seen Trenchcoat? No. But it's yeah, a, according to Wikipedia here, the controversy over Trenchcoat generally considered the catalyst that later sparked the creation of Touchstone Pictures. So, and then because it had occasional inappropriate language and PG rating because of success, and then the Disney film label started in 1990, Hollywood Pictures with recent arachnophobia. But they're saying all the other stuff that they're still doing, like Pirates and all that, they're, they're sucking back into the Disney brand, so it doesn't... Well, yeah, you know, you, you think about that, Nate. You know, Disney wanted to stay away from a certain amount of supposedly... You know, language, uh, adult content, whatever. I wouldn't exactly call pirates good fare for all ages, you know. But then again, shooting Bambi's mother wasn't exactly, uh, you know. <laughs> or Old Yeller, come on. Old, yeah, old Yeller, uh, you know. In its day, I mean, you know, we talked to the actor who uh, himself was very sad about that. Yeah, I'm looking at text here. Text, text was done under the Disney and I believe it was P. Yeah, it's PG. That was the one with Matt Dillon. Yeah, S. E. Hinton. Not a very good movie, but uh. Uh, it's yeah. It, here's something interesting though that uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit was a Touchstone film. Yeah. yeah. Is that because it was a it partnership was, with the? Well, I think it was that, and also the um, uh, 
uh, had a little more adult fare in some of the language and how else would you say the innuendos, things like that. Just a guess, but anyways. So, yeah, um, yeah they could... Uh, Marvel, um, the Marvel movies that have been out so far, have they, I know the Marvel name comes up, that's a big deal on, um, uh, to see the movie, they, you know, they go, they have this like comic thing kind of flash around at the beginning of the movie, but I haven't really paid attention if they are really producing the movie, putting the money behind it, or are they licensing it? It out, uh, you know. Would you call them like a touchstone or um, you know, one of these? Kind of, yes, <laughs> I would call them like a touchstone. I would call them a full-fledged production company uh, that, at up to this point, be, they gave Stan Lee uh, the control to make sure that the that the movie followed what he would envision for uh, the characters and the uh, storyline of the. Uh, Okay, well, I, I looked it up because not that I don't trust you, but you say I would think, and that makes me think <laughs> you're not sure. According to at least the way they're listed um, in our our friend in our friend Wikipedia, they list um, Thor, which is coming out in 2011, the first Avenger, Captain America, and the Avengers. Those are listed as Marvel Studios, period. But Spider Man Four which who cares I didn't think 3 was that great no uh, three, is, 2 and 3 uh, kind of both were uh, I didn't think the, fir- the first one was okay I, I you know I thought I dug the cartoons but it just the movie didn't connect with me uh, Spider-Man 4 is listed as a Columbia Marvels Iron Man 2 is strictly a Marvel X-Men has been a 20th century Marvel The Punisher is a Liongate Marvel so some of these are mixed productions well uh, okay do, but do we know do we know, like you were asking, what's there? Are they just providing name? Cash. You know, are they providing yeah. cash? I mean, are they actually hiring talent and all that? Who knows? You know, when you see them, when you see them in conjunction with some other production house, who's doing what? Yes, that, that's exactly kind of where I'm going. So it should be interesting to see how Disney does that or put some of the um, – the content they have to use, you know, it may simply be a revenue stream, and uh, this will go into the Dick Cook uh, uh, discussion. Is Disney, at least from what I'm reading, tend they tend to think they're losing a demographic that they they need to grab back, which would be, I guess you would say, young man adult, eighteen and twenty four, right? Yeah, because quite frankly, let's look at the big addition to uh, Fantasyland. Which, you know, um, I think there's been some misquoting. Uh, when Ray uh, Rizzullo said they... Jay. This was, Jay I'm Rizzullo. sorry, Jay Rizzullo, the, the largest um, expansion in Magic Kingdom history, almost doubling its size. He left out a slight, a little word, doubling the size of Fantasyland. Not, right. The, the way he said it, it's been quoted, it sounds like they're doubling the size of the park, which, uh, No. But that's just pretty expanding much expanding Fantasyland at Magic Kingdom only. Yeah. Yes, Richard. Um, it seems to be a chick area. This is a kid area. There's nothing in there that's real boyish, other than Gaston's uh, eating joint that's got antlers everywhere. <laughs> Otherwise, it's a chick area. Let's not you know. Let's not hide this. 
Uh, the Dumbo. Okay, Dumbo. Okay, so they can ride two Dumbos. But it's a chick area. They did a big chick expansion. They did nothing for boys. Well, yeah, it's, it, you're, you're taking the Princess Fantasy Fair that we have at Disneyland, and I think they have something similar over at Magic Kingdom, and they're putting it on steroids and expanding the whole land into just nothing but princesses. You really are out of touch, Richard, aren't you? All right, um, I found someone forwarded me this article. Uh, actually, no, I saw this uh, Luke Manning tweeted. That far Oh, sorry. This is about the Acorn scandal. Wrong, wrong, uh, <laughs> wrong show. <laughs> yeah, wrong. Uh, I thought it was listed under the uh, ABC thing. Sorry. Well, you can always talk about Chip and Dale with Acorn. Here, here it is. Um, <laughs> one. See, Richard mentioned one article when I was talking to him the other day, but one article linked into another article, uh, which I found interesting because Dick Cook is pictured with uh, uh, Yash Raj Films. Which yeah, is I saw a, that picture. That's it, uh, India, right? They're Bollywood yes. kind of. The, in fact, there's two Bollywood films coming out that I was just showing the, the trailers to uh, uh, the old lady. We, I want to go see. One of them happens to be Aladdin, and I forgot what the other one's called. But they look, they, the effects look good. The um, Their twist on it looks good. And, you know, Bollywood's got a interesting angle or cultural aspect they bring to their films. And it looks like it's going to be good. But anyways, part of what this article said, and this article was from the Los Angeles Times Business, the online, I don't know if it was in print, but it was online, uh, by Don Chimua something, I'm getting pronounced the name. <laughs> uh, but anyways, they talked about um, that Dick Cook, you know, everybody knows he started out as a ride operator at Disneyland, uh, made it to the studio, and eventually to the the head of the studio, and he's, I mean, he's the only lasting executive that I think was pre-Eisner that is still there. I mean, so he's... No, he's not. A, <laughs> he's uh, not still there. Well, okay, when he well, was. Up to, point, <laughs> up, to yes. up to last week. Not, yeah, nice, nice slight correction there. Yeah, up to the point that they said, uh, see ya. But they pretty much called him in and said, uh, you know, we're going in a di- different direction. Does that mean I'm gone? Yeah, see ya. I mean, it says it says that he personally called some actors like Johnny Depp to let them know before they heard it uh, from Otherwise, somewhere else. Okay, now, but did you see that? Had, did you see that link I sent you? You just sent it right now. Yeah, click click uh, that click that link. All right. Well, I, I was on and, a. I know, but but I didn't want to get too far away from Marvel. No, no, no that's okay. okay. I was I was. Oh yeah. That's see. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. That's no. Spider Man looked like that. <laughs> No, no, no! If who he's kissing look like that, forget well, the uh, well. Spider- even even the one in the background, you're right. <laughs> you get you get my point. If the whole Spider-Man comic look looked like that, or the film had that kind of a I don't know, yeah, the, pornographic. The guy that plays, uh, I guess. Uh, the guy that plays, uh, plays Spider-Man's a little under uh, muscled, I, I think. But anyway, yeah. Okay, I just wanted to say that yeah. <laughs> this is what they're targeting. <laughs> In, no, no, the, I'm with you because and, how do they bring that to Disney? And they're you paying know? four billion dollars. And that's in what in what park do they do that? They don't. You know. <laughs> okay. oh, I, uh, well, you know. <laughs> I have to say, you know, I've been to Universal Florida, and other than the Spider-Man ride, they have a Hulk ride that's just the roller coaster. You know, there's it's it's painted green, big deal. But the spider, the Spidey ride is great. The the theming to the the queue, all that seems to be pretty well. The rest of the 
Marvel comic area or whatever it's called is very um, cookie cutter like, you know, large cutouts, things like that. Not nothing really exciting, but maybe that fits for cartoon land or comic land, you know, sure. that's maybe that's okay. Uh, but getting back to, um, you know, this, okay, real quick, the, the, <laughs> I sent you what I sent you as a, as a cover of uh, Spider-Man comic book issue number 606, right? It's only $3. It's in store on September 23rd. So by the time you hear this, it'll be already on sale. But dang, I might drop three bucks on this. <laughs> Holy well, it's, cow. Hey, it's, it's not a Japanese comic, okay? No, but come on. That's hot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's um, somewhat allure, alluring if you're into Thank you. cartoon yeah. girls. Have you uh, gotten into uh, have you so get, colors again? So getting back to Sorry, Dick. sorry, Dick Cook. Getting back to Dick. Oh, my so gosh. We can, we can now say the studio is dickless, right? Yeah. Uh, okay, supposedly, now. Cook was very cautious. Um, I, and I'm almost hearing, uh, it's reminded me of the time before Eisner came in. You know, uh, we were, the studio was always considered kind of cautious, kind of redoing some of the, the things that always worked for him. For instance, they did G Force, they did Race to Witch Mountain, and they did Bedtime Stories. All of them, according to this article, were box office disappointments. Now, I saw all but G Force. Uh, Witch Mountain, I think, for what it is, was good. But uh, are you expecting Witch Mountain to be pirates? God, I hope not. Mm-mm. So you know, it's like what what were they expecting? Were they expecting profit or uh, cost plus ten? Uh, I don't know. So they're they're not really saying why they were disappointments, unless they didn't make their you know production cost back, which is always possible. Um, but so he's getting blamed for some of this. Yet Up did really well. Of course, that's Pixar, but that's still kind of working with the uh, the studio. The Hannah Montana movie did well, grossed eighty million dollars. I doubt if it costs very much to make. Or her salary was probably one of the highest uh, costs in that movie. Um, the proposal they say was a surprise hit, one hundred and sixty-one million dollars. Uh, so, you know, uh, Dick just did a big thing at D twenty-three, and you know, a few days later, he's gone. It just seemed odd uh, wait, okay. and he had his friends there like johnny depp and everybody there too well it <laughs> says he called johnny depp you know uh and johnny depp's even quoted in the article as uh, saying he was shocked and very sad you know calling dick you know the utmost gentleman well he had a reputation throughout the industry that was kind of more like someone who came up through a theme park than a sharky studio head, right? Okay, so let's look. Okay, back when Eisner was there, the head of the studio was Katzenberg, correct? Well, yeah, when he came Towards Katzenberg the end, Katzenberg didn't, wasn't right away. When did Katzenberg no, become? Katzenberg came in with Frank Wells. That was one of the things Frank Wells wanted to have Katzenberg but Katzenberg cover. was young. Then, yes, he was. Yeah, and he was then, very young. Uh, Katzenberg is credited for revitalizing the animation. Which, which is odd because he went in and though... You know, we all know that um, uh, not Black Hole. What's uh, the Black Cauldron was Black not Cauldron. a not a great uh, film. And I went back and I bought it was cheap, like five bucks or something, so I bought it. And he tried to fix it, not realizing how animation was going to be made. And quite frankly, they wanted to throw animation away, and then they revitalized it. And I just find it funny that Katzenberg gets credited for that when uh, his reputation when he came in was one that really wanted to beat it up and get rid of it. Um, at least that's what I've read and heard. So okay, no, you're correct. Um, Katzenberg was president of production under Eisner at Paramount. 
Yes. Okay, so when Eisner came to Walt Disney Company, Eisner brought Katzenberg with him to take... Yeah, not, well, not Wells, but Eisner. Yes, take charge of Disney motion picture divisions, including okay, its so, alien feature animation unit. So when Katzenberg left because he didn't get the number two job and he was whiny and pissy, and more and more I'm thinking he was probably right to do what he did, but at the time I thought, what a dick. Yeah. But anyways, <laughs> who took over after Katzenberg? Are you looking at a list there that's I'm, giving you... Actually, the, I'm looking at... Katzenberg's bio, oh, okay. really. Because what, what I'm trying to figure out is, uh, you know, I know where uh, Cook started. was at the park. Now, I've read a couple of different things. One, I read he was a... Trains. Uh, trains and monorails. Then I read something else that almost said like he was a sweeper. So uh, I, I'm thinking the right operator is the, the correct one because I've seen a couple of uh, references to that. But what I'm trying to figure out is, you know, eventually he probably was going to school film school, hopefully something. So he had management school, whatever. He gets to uh, Burbank at some point. He's working his way up. At what point did he become head of the studio? And from what side of the, the block did he come from there? I just wondered what his background was to eventually get to where he is. I mean, obviously he had to have something because he wouldn't have got there, you'd hope. Uh, I'm just curious, how long has he been the chairman? Or the uh, was he chairman of the studio? Is that was his official title? Uh, president of the studio, I thought. President of the studio. I are we no know, longer using chairman? Didn't they used to have a chairman? Chairman, of the chairman, the Walt Disney Studios. Yes. All right. So yeah. I'm looking up Richard Cook. I, if I remember correctly, he was the head. I don't know if it was president or chairman at the time, but he was the head of the studios when uh, just prior to, to uh, uh, Pearl Harbor being released. Because I remember he was explaining, he was he was he showed us some of movies. He was explaining what the uh, uh, talking about how some of the filming went on, and it was going to explain how the pre, uh, premiere was going to be over there on board the uh, USS John Stennis. So how far back was that? That'd be about two thousand ninety nine. Yeah, it says he earned right a reputation uh, uh, by his marketing of Disney's home video collection and hosting media worthy movie premieres, for example, securing the United States Navy aircraft carrier based in Pearl Harbor for the to host the debut of the film Pearl Harbor. Now, it said that he was a steemotive amusement park ride operator. Monorails I get. The steam locomotives were engineered. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking too. But, uh, he was a conductor. Uh, so going on, blah, 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 blah. Uh, in 2002, Eisner named him as Peter Schneider's replacement as chairman of the studios. Okay, so 2000, since 2002... He's been head of the studio. So yeah. Schneider took over for Katzenberg? Uh, it does. I would have to trace back uh, Schneider. I, d- I didn't trace him back. I just found uh, Cook's thing. That's just what I wanted to figure out. And he's okay. got some other, you know, he served on the USC trustees and he's been with the Will Rogers Pictures Foundation and some other things. So, uh, you know, obviously he probably knew what he was doing. I, you know, I don't know. I, you're right. In the, in the uh, how would you say, dog-eat-dog of the people who tend to run these studios these days, he probably seemed like a neophyte, right? He, he's, I don't know that he was soft-spoken, but you look at him, and he looks just like, you know, somebody's grandfather that would tell you nice stories and, uh, and all that. But he, part of the complaint I was seeing was that he's somewhat secretive. He's not very communicative. At least that's what Iger is saying. But then Iger has been accused of being another one who, for all his uh, high-tech uh, likes and, and all that, he also can be very, very secretive 
and Richard mentioned it earlier, the the deal with um, Spielberg, which literally surprised the hell out of the, the industry because everybody assumed or knew that Spielberg was going to go over to, uh, was it Universal for the releases of his films? Uh, out of uh, Universal, I, I thought I heard something about Sony. Yeah, so and it was a surprise that he managed to do this secret deal. So you know, but I guess as the head of the company, and, you can be secretive, right? You know, that's, that, crap flows that, downhill, right? <laughs> that was even on the one article I was reading from the LA Times. That was even one of the questions that they brought up as part of that deal. Uh, was Spielberg promised that one of his people? would take over as head of the studio. One of his people over at DreamWorks would be kind of in charge at the Disney oh, studio. So, so you that think is, that part of, part of that deal was cooked well, that, nail in that, the coffin? That, that, was, that was one of the questions that was brought up in the article in the LA Times. and that Because it just came... Every, the Times said we kind of agreed with it. It just came so left field. We just had D23. There was no mention, no even any inkling that Dick's cook, Dick Cook's number might be up. There is no, you know, before you have somebody, you get somebody uh, axed like that, you start hearing grumblings about uh, numbers aren't what they're supposed to be. You suddenly have your underlings start pushing themselves. You see the separation from the power, you know, from the executive, so that they're not, they don't fall in the wake side of when he gets his head chopped. Uh, you didn't hear any of that. It just came from boom. Yeah, I guess yeah. I, that that might be a print article you're referring. The two articles I've read mention nothing of uh, I, I, that's particular speculation, but they literally did mention he was called into a meeting. And oh, I, I'm sorry, it wasn't L.A. Times; it was a Hollywood Reporter that I was getting that from. Oh, okay. Wait, is that like one of those? Uh, no, no, Hollywood Reporter's a legitimate <laughs> magazine. regular trade magazine. You know, I was thinking of that that on that TV one. That's the you know. No, um, but so. So the Niger probably had the idea to chick can him a while back and wanted to wait till after D23, you think? Well, Is that- uh, yeah, I think he knew at D23 and was uh, a little two-faced about it, but then that, that's business, Yeah, but that's right? why he gets it paid the big bucks, exactly. And, and, yeah, that's business. So- and, and, and that's all he really – he doesn't really owe him a whole lot. I mean, he'll get a severance package. I think I read somewhere I'm that- sure his golden parachute's pretty freaking big. He's he's got a he's got a package to go, and they pretty much just said, "Hey, we're going in a different direction." The the uh, studio has lost money in its most recent financial quarter. Uh, now, granted, I mean, do you let the guy go because of one quarter? I think probably with Marvel coming on, maybe the new deal. That if if that Hollywood Reporter has some inside information, if that stuff's correct, you know, maybe that's partly why. Uh, he was ousted, but it's, you kind of wonder why they didn't say, uh, hey, Dick, um, you know, we want you going in a month or, you know, uh, give about, a transition how, time. But well, that, 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 again, is is not always the best way to go. I've seen well, that work in different it. ways. Either one, buy, see ya. I mean, literally, we walk you to your office, watch you put your crap in a box, and, and, and escort done, you yes. out. That's one way. The other way is to let you work out your two weeks or whatever. And this goes the same when you give notice. But when you do that, that two weeks is very disruptive to the rest of the group because they're all wondering, where are you going? Can you take me? Is it better over there? You know, you know. So it's it usually – I've seen that in a lot of offices in architecture. You give your two-week notice and they're like, uh, by the end of that day, here's your check. Thank you very much. We hold nothing against you. We just think it's better that you go ahead and go. And, you know, you, 
it depends on the the culture of the organization you're dealing with as well. Obviously, yeah. you know. But I, you know what I think it would have been better for the Walt Disney Company is to send to tell Jay Rizzuto to pound sand and put Dick Cook over the parks. He came up for the parks. He understands the parks. Uh, sure, sure. I you know I, you know I don't know. I'll admit I don't know enough about Rizzuto to know what everybody's resentment of him is. I don't think his dog and pony show was as polished as some of the others and I he seemed generally uh you know enthusiastic about what he was talking about but it, my vibe from him wasn't quite the vibe I actually like I, I uh, my Iger vibe was good though personally I kept leaning over to the guy next to me going where's Eisner this would be like a perfect Eisner event you know th- this yeah. is what Eisner was good at but Iger has a very different presence you know I've seen been in the presence of I, uh, Eisner a few times I've seen him speak in person Iger's got a different, maybe call it New York, right? He's got that more dignified New York. I don't want to say New York's dignified, but, you know, they've got that different way of interacting, I guess, you know, and he was very stiff but comfortable, if you know what I mean. Uh, okay. Good, good posture. What I'm saying is good posture, not a lot of hand motions, uh, not a lot of speech inflections like a certain president who is reading from his teleprompter. In fact, I couldn't see the teleprompters. I don't know where they were. I don't think these guys were doing it off the top they of their head. Si- yeah, there were teleprompters right behind us. I was looking at them during uh, – uh, And they must have been pretty good, you know, jumbotron ones. They I was were. Looking, I was were. looking for the small – you know, kind of the small ones. But um, anyways. Where the cameras were? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They yeah were right that's there. where the prompters were. Um, I, I, I got to tell you, Greg, that was one of the things that also impressed me. That was the best I ever saw Jay Rizzullo. I've seen him numerous oh, really? times, and that was the best I've ever seen Jay Rizzullo. Well, I thought he did good, and then I wondered if, okay, because, again, this this uh, sort of upset me. I come, Richard, you were at the same thing I was. We watched the Jay Rizzullo thing. He made some very poignant announcements, very clear announcements. I walk out the door, make a couple tweets. I'm corrected within seconds that I'm wrong. Already on their websites, their, some of their announcements contradicted what he said, sort of. For instance, we well, came out of there saying Star Tours is Disneyland. He's already covered Disney World. He's moved on. He finally gets to Disneyland. He's talking strictly about Disneyland and Star Tours. Their press announcements, which went out at exactly the same time, the funny thing was they quoted what he said. So obviously they had the typed speech to put in. You know, Jay said these words, which seemed like they were off the cuff comments. Obviously not. We're already in printed material that was going out, and I just found that odd. You know, I thought this is dumb. Why would you do just Disneyland Star Tours? But he only talked about it. So you know, I'm sitting. You're, there saying, you're, you're more cheesed about being corrected than anything. That's what no, this I'm is not, all about. I, I'm cheesed well, he, that they didn't give us all the information there. That you know, D23, your, your members, they give you all this bullcrap about getting information first and you you paid the extra money you stood in a long line or let other people stand in the line for you and meet them later you got in there and not everything they told you was as, was the same as what they were putting out in a press release and that's part of the whole deal of D23 that's what cheesed me well um, he never said that he didn't say they were going to do it exclusively at Disneyland he never said they weren't going to do it in Florida he you, just you are up, correct but but he, they had, he, he was specifically talking about Disneyland because this is what we're going to do for Disneyland in the next couple of years right. but he just failed to mention that 
Yeah, we're doing it at Florida too, but then yeah. at that I, time, I inferred about- and he implied because he had already been to the Magic Kingdom, talked about Kitty, you know, uh, Little Chick World, and had went Girl to Hong, World. yeah, Girly World. He'd went to Hong Kong. He'd went to the Disney Cruise Line. You know, he got to us. You know, you're finally, finally, we're going to get something here, right? Other than, of course, the DCA stuff. And I just thought it was odd that you wouldn't have thrown that out that, you know, that's going to both. It just, uh, I thought it was a great little presentation. It was cool to Stormtroopers, you know, and that they recorded something with Darth and had the little glasses and all that stuff. All that, that, that was all fun, you know. That was, that was a great presentation of that. Um, so if, he, if he's usually not that good... Uh, that's interesting to know, but I thought he did. Though he, I thought, was the least. He was dressed the least well. How you say? You know, he Iger, was the most casual. He, that thank you. He he was very casual compared to the rest of the people I saw on that stage. Yes, very much so. Okay, uh, but that's but that's all. That's what they've been really pushing at the parks is this casual yeah. look. I don't particularly agree with it myself, but. Hey, but Richard, you've been well. Maybe you haven't been there long enough to know. Um, though you've been there almost as long as Rizzullo. I mean, what? what how? I mean, he. I think. Wonder, I think. I've oh, been I mean, there. I'm saying not not Rizzullo, um, uh Dick Cook. I'm wondering when he left oh. the park because he he's been there 38 years or was there 38 years? You've yeah. been there almost 30 now, right? Yeah, he he left you, the you park. Could have, you could have crossed over easily, you know. Yeah, he started in 70 at Disneyland, and he left the park by 78, 79. Okay. He was, he was doing work over at the studio. Okay, here's and, where I told you the, the and, other... And with the, stu- and with the uh, startup of the, uh, uh, the Disney Channel in the early 80s, he got in right at the beginning of that, and that's where he started making that quote-unquote meteoric rise into the upper levels. Cool. Uh, now, what I was going to say is, before I go back, I found uh, the article I was referring to i backed uh with the browser back to the article that referred to it so i'll get back to the 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 first article but prior to you getting there management was a bit more casual i i I don't remember the guy that used to be the head of uh um costuming and his his offices were actually at disneyland but he was head of costuming for both east and west coast and i took him to the airport a couple of times one of the nicest guys the guys we used to take to the airport yeah i know who you're talking about i took I yeah, white haired guy yeah, yeah lived in oh i won't say what city but it's close to a, a always, um, it's really close to a mile square golf course uh he gave me a, yeah <laughs> he uh, he told me that when he came on or when he got into power air quoting that most of the management ran around in polo shirts but he felt that wasn't right to have a, for instance, a Haunted Mansion cast member at summertime in a tux, sweating his ass off, and these, you know, 20-something punk uh, supervisors and everybody walking around as comfortable as can be. You know, so he upped... Um, yeah, put him in shirt and ties. Yes, and, and tried to make it a little nicer. Um, but anyways, um, back to the other article. This, this is the article that said... Uh, or um, Cook started his uh, his life at Disneyland as a 21 year old tour operator. <laughs> so I just found it funny between two Los Angeles Times articles, they, they've listed two two jobs he did. Uh, tour like plaid? 
it it says um, he began his 38 year career. Uh, see, 38 years ago as a 21 year old tour operator. Which he would not have been plaid because we didn't have any male. We didn't have this until back then. Yeah, uh, was it late 80s, almost 90. But you know, this is what you always find funny about people who write about Disney who don't know about Disney. Like, there's those books, um, they're teen books, tween books about what happens at Disneyland after night, you know, after dark. I forgot what they're oh, called. Yeah. Kingdom, Kingdom Keepers was the first one, and the yeah. guy supposedly was given unprecedented access. Well, he either purposely by Disney asking him to screwed things up, or he just screwed things up because he mixed. Uh, East and West Coast Main Street details up, like you yep. might be talking about uh, Disney World and then Walt's apartment mixed. You know those kind of things mixed up. It was really odd. So maybe you know maybe pers- purposely wrong, not to give too much information out. I don't know, uh, but it's funny how people interpret a job title or they don't know, so they just throw something out. Um, but you know they're talking in this article if. Uh, if the Marvel deal was a bold move by Iger to grab hold of the demographic that Disney has the most trouble attracting, young men, then Dix Cook's departure was a sign that the studio would be in the hands of someone without any strong ties to Disney's storied, safe-as-milk past. I don't know um, if I would okay. totally call that safe-as-milk. You know, if you go back to pre-Eisner days, I'd say safe-as-milk. Maybe the first five years of Eisner, they, they, they still played it fairly safe. You know, no big event movies. Most of them were small, you know, like uh, Down Out Beverly Hills, things oh, like that. No, no, Down Out Beverly it. Hills is rated R, by the way. <laughs> that's not that's it not may, a safe movie. <laughs> yeah. That does, it may but, have been rated R, but by today's, I mean, by those standards, what, did they say fuck a few times? Why was it rated R? It wasn't really I a controversial movie. It wasn't. I, there wait, was wait, a dude remember, in it. I just remember Richard Dreyfuss running through. What's the number to 911? No, no, no. Call. He's got a, he's got a mobile home, mobile phone in his hand. Call 911. Call 911. He's got the freaking phone no. in his hand. Uh, I, I thought I thought Ben Midler was saying call 911, but they showed him nailing the housekeeper. With the okay, dog, yeah, with the yeah. dog, he's uh, in there yeah, bitching right, at him. Right. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> he's turning and looking at the dog. Ah, screw you. Uh. Okay, yeah, you're and right. And then that the dog a, goes and sets off the alarm. Yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. But still, I mean, they're not making, uh, until they bought Miramax, they weren't doing anything like uh, uh, that crappy movie that was up for the Academy Award the year they bought Miramax. Which uh, one? Uh, uh, Tarantino. Pulp Fiction? Pulp Fiction, yeah. Oh, that movie was awesome. I, I'll give him dialogue. I thought the movie was over the top for what I need to see. Do I need to see a guy's brain exploding in the back of a vehicle? You didn't see his brain exploding. You just saw the back window get covered with red. Your imagination filled in the rest. Well, exactly. Do I need to have my imagination <laughs> sent in that direction? Do I need to see a drug overdosing being shot with adrenaline? Do I need Oh, that was awesome. <laughs> I, I, just, I agree it was I over the top, but come on. The, the film, I, that was an excellent film. What I was think it, it a royal? What was that called? A not, the royale with cheese. Royale with cheese. That's it. I, I just said royale with cheese. That's it. I think his what? dialogue. Well, of course, they don't, they don't know his, the fuck a quarter yeah, pound is. Yeah. <laughs> they got the some of his system. worst movies, such as that that one with the the, the truck driver stop turned into uh, uh, vampires. Uh, oh yeah, I know which one. Day in, uh, there, yeah, there's been a couple of remakes that he wasn't involved in. Dialogue was great. Again, he's really good at the dialogue. I just think he's a little over the top in visual excitement that I don't need. Uh, Still fun. 
eh, still you know, fun. If that's, but, uh, if that's the kind of if that's the kind of movie you want to see, that's not the kind of movie I would want to see Disney make. Personally. No, 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 no. It's not a Disney film. Uh, but I wanted to, I wanted to bring up though. You talk about you know getting buying Marvel to to get a hold of a demographic that they're not serving, right? Do you think that four billion dollars was a little high? Do you think they could have grabbed their demo, that demographic that they're after with less money by uh, I don't know buying somebody else or haggling and negotiating? Do you really think Marvel was in that strong it, it, of a purchase? It, 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 it did seem like a ton of money, and I've read some things kind of going both ways. It was worth it. It wasn't worth it. Uh, it's a lot of money. There, there. I, I, I think it. I think it's right in line with what it should be. With what it should be worth. Because you're One you're thing, you're you're a guy in business that uh, does make those kind of assessments, right? That's right. Damn straight. Um, you know, one thing we've kind of skirted around is the comic. What the comic pick. The comic time for some denture grip. I know. I I need to go get some more beverage here. The comic book appeal that is out there. Comic Con has only increased its attendance, and when they had it in San Diego this last year, it was huge. It's it's always in San Diego. Okay. Well, I've never gone to it before, but I, I can tell. So you're gonna get, you're gonna give a, a detailed assessment of it having never been. <laughs> yes, that's standard great. Richard response to stuff <laughs> though. Great. He sounds but so I mean, good doing it. I mean, the oh you, wait wait Richard never got to find out what I was called for giving Richard such a hard time. Where is that email? Oh yeah yeah you need to read that email. Quick tangent because Richard <laughs> will get a kick. Oh, yeah th- no you will Richard. This will make your day. I think um, it will definitely make your day. Where is that freaking email? Well, while well, you're looking yeah. for the email, I'll finish this yeah, train. Go of ahead and talk about what you don't know about. Go um, ahead. I mean, it, it did such a huge business to where it was even hitting all the national news and even international news more than I've ever seen in the past. And you have all these huge licensing agreements that are going back and forth with every different direction. Marvel being on the top of you know top of the heap of it all, I think that price wise. Disney stands to do very well with it, even if they don't touch it and just let it do, you know, uh, continue the direction that it's been heading as far as uh, its comic book sales and its uh, movies. Just continue with that Four and not try to influence it. And billion I think hey, do, do you know why Comic Con has become so large, Richard? Why? Because I'm big- asking you, do, do you know why, Richard? So you were I'm saying not, it's got I'm, so big. Do you know why? No, I do not know why. Okay, but you're 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 partially attributing the value of comics and comic books to four billion dollars based on the success of Comic Con over the years. The I'm basing it on that. There's obviously a huge market to it, and the market is t- appears to only be in, be increasing. So all right, all right. So yeah, okay. I I I only know this because I know a few people that are really into comics and one of the podcasts I was listening to, uh, and it might've been the lost podcast. Uh, the, one of the reasons Comic-Con is doing so well is because all the studios have pretty much taken it over. It's no longer just about comics. The studios are using it to pre, uh, previews, uh, have 
it, cast people yeah. like you know lost is there it's kind of become a mix of sci-fi throw it Mike, well, in what you were saying. I was going to say that it's it the studios they they're bringing stuff that appeals to the demographic that buys comic books right okay? and and so yeah, you're exactly right and they're getting they've pretty much taken it over but the Comic-Con people are like, hey, we may not be here anymore if it wasn't for these guys. They are providing a lot of money that keeps this thing operating and growing. So they're kind of like it's a deal with the devil. Fine. Come in and do it. It's funding our, our thing also. Because would you not qual- uh, classify a comic book about some sort of superhero an extension of science fiction or fantasy? Oh, sure. Okay. Yeah, why not? Okay. So, so the people who well, bought whoa, 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 wait. There are, you know, Disney's run comics. There's been comics that have nothing to do about that. I mean, just Muppet Babies. Uh, you find oh. that they will be comics that aren't, have oh, okay. nothing to do with yeah, Japanese but, comics, by the way. A- anime? No. <laughs> yeah, well, no, seriously. No, I'm talking about the adult comics. Oh, okay. But <laughs> seriously, you, you know, you the go. Anime is also increased in uh, popularity. And what's the other word? I don't particularly care for it. But. What's the other word they have? Um, they have another word for, but it's not anime. It's more uh, like chapter books. That's in that same genre. But anyway, the okay. Are you, are you talking about graphic novels? No, no. There's a which, there's which, a, which seems to be the next the next best thing for making a movie these days, based off a of graphic. But novel. a graphic novel is just a thick comic book. Yeah. Okay. I guess though, sure. It's just one, a thick. It's, it's, it's just it's a thick comic book. Because comic, book. comic comic books are are serialized, right? Yeah, you have right. a character, and each each issue has him dealing with some. Event it, or issue, or yeah, it's a soap opera that's serialized. But, but it's serialized, a graphic, right? No, a graphic novel has a like begin- any other novel, a beginning, middle, and end, end to okay. the storyline. So, yeah. um, where was I going? Okay, so Comic Con, the studios go there because they have product that the kind, the kind of the people that buy comic books, eighteen to twenty-four year old nerdy geeky guys, sure. right? Yeah, We're in X Files. Yes, Lost, uh, six, yes, they, they things, suck yeah. that stuff up because it's cool to them. Right? Do you watch Big Bang Theory? You know who I'm talking about. Uh, I don't, but my daughter's starting to watch it, and I keep hearing Callie Lewis on uh, Geek Brief to oh say, gosh, you know, third... talking about watching it. And uh, the few things I've caught are hilariously funny. So, I, yes, I, I, it's like, it took me four seasons to get into The Office. Now I've been catching up with The Office. Same thing, I got to catch up with Big Bang. Oh, Big Bang. They big... just started their third season. It's hilarious. I know. Um, I saw them doing this rock, paper, scissors, Spock, something, something. Yeah, you know, no, it's rock, paper, scissors. Yeah, rock, paper, scissors, lizard, Spock. I don't know. It's just. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I get, I get a kick. I, you know, I remember having conversations with you, and I'll ask you something about a show, and it was always, "Well, I don't have time to watch TV. I got things to do. I, I, I can't watch TV." And now all I ever hear is, "Yeah, I'm getting into this show. I'm getting into that show. I, I'm catching up okay. on past episodes." What, what do you okay. think? What do you think the catalyst for that is, Richard? Why, why would Greg have extra time he, in his hands? He, he is out of touch. See, I, I'm telling you, the guy just doesn't pay attention. Ah, okay. But, yeah. Oh, but uh, I saw... I know. I keep, I keep telling Karen she wants me to watch this or watch it. I'm like, I don't want to get into a new show. It's like I'm catching up on old shows, you know? Well, uh, <laughs> our favorite geek, Will Wheaton, is going to be on Big Bang Theory. Uh, you know, he was on um, uh, Leverage. Leverage. Also. I watched that episode. Was he, he did good. good? Was he, yes. Was, he, was, he was the bad guy, right? Was he, he was he, okay. You know what leverage is about, right? I know what leverage is about. Okay, I've so seen he, it once. <laughs> okay, my, so, daughter, my daughter and my wife love it, and I just, you know, it's like again, I don't want to. I've got some things I watch. I don't want to 
get into another one. But anyway, okay. So leverage is about a guy. He has his con man crew, right? Everyone has their specialty. Well, Will Wheaton was part of a rival con man crew. I got now. Hey, uh, you since you're watching it, is Jerry Ryan going to be a regular? On what? Leverage? Leverage. No, I only watched the one with Will Wheaton in it. <laughs> oh, okay. If Jerry Ryan is going to become a regular, which I heard she might. I'm watching the show. Oh, okay. Yeah, because she's been out of work for a while, huh? I haven't seen her in a while. I don't know what she's been doing, but uh, she's worth watching. I'll tell you that much. Uh, but anyways, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, okay. Richard, where, go, let's go back to this. Since Richard going? has no clue why I'm um, watching a lot more TV right now. Uh, okay, no. Richard. Part of the email. I won't go into oh, yeah, all the, okay. the, the glad-handing and patting my back for having great shows. I won't read that part. Good. I'll, I'll only read the part <laughs> about you, Richard. And this went to my IMW email, by the way. It says, please lay off Shaft. When you treat him rudely, you come across as a self-centered, shit-sucking bastard. <laughs> Other than that, I enjoy the shows. So I, I followed up with him. I thought, fair enough. And I, I pretty much told him, hey, you know what? What doesn't always come across, and, and sometimes it might, it's probably my fault, is we've known each other for so long that we call each other names and say things that you probably wouldn't to a, a casual person you might be doing a podcast with you that you haven't known since your sophomore year in high school, right? So and he, he, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he answers back that says, uh, when I listen to MiceCast, I, per- I perceive the camaraderie with you, Shaft, and Mike. It seems that Mike handles the banter as playful discussion, and I think you can give as good as you take, or as good as you get, but Shaft doesn't handle it very well. Your handling of the email shows class, and I hope the best for you. Once again, thanks, blah, 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 blah. So I just thought it was funny. I have a new name now, so I can put this on my business card. Self-centered, shit-sucking bastard. bastard. Because so you know, I it used to be, and I've got to write this down before because otherwise I will mess it up. But I I used to like to go by another name. What other name was that? I think it's M F I C. It seems like H M F I C. Yes. Yeah, you know what that one is, right? Yes, I don't. I I don't need to spell it out. <laughs> okay, Richard. Richard, Richard? will figure it out in about ten minutes. Don't worry. Uh, I figured it the, out. Okay. <laughs> All right, so, okay, since we've fallen down a rabbit hole and we're dangling, why don't we try to wrap up? Uh, okay, so do we know who, have, have they announced the replacement yet, or are they just, are they, is the studio just, has no, no direction? Yeah, no direction, no I rudder. No, I, I, do, I have not heard anything, and to add to that, uh, when I got back to work, okay, the announcement came over this weekend. This, uh, this is Tuesday night right now. The announcement came in. You sent me the email, what was it, Saturday night or it, Sunday? It, I sent it to you three days after the announcement, and your answer back to me after three days was like you hadn't even heard it, which surprises me. Going, what the, blah, 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 you know, you have just a bunch of characters. Right. Uh, so, yeah, it. Uh, let's see. If there's a date on it. September 20th, 2009, final one, uh, 5.01 p.m., this particular article hit. Okay. And, you know, anyways. Uh, when I got to work... Monday morning yesterday, and again today when I went in, I took a look at the home and the studio home and the studio home pages, and I was looking for any announcements and any news, and there is absolutely zippo zero zilch even mentioning that Dick Cook has left the company. 
That's interesting. I, you know, there's some other little interesting things here. It should be noted, and I, I forgot about this And now that I reread this. Uh, they said that Cook was a brilliant handler of talent. Um, and they talk about Johnny Depp and some other things. Um, and, you know, the recent uh, Alice in Wonderland going on with uh, our, our uh, well, with Depp and... Uh, the former Disney animator, I can't, I'm losing his name right at the moment. Um, Nightmare Before Christmas. Burton? Oh, Tim, uh, Burton. Tim Burton. Yeah. Uh, Jerry Bruckheimer. They just go on and on about all these people that uh, Cook supposedly has a great rapport with. And I guess he gave uh, John Lee Hancock his first job to direct the film Rookie. So, yes. Yeah, you know, that was mentioned there. A lot of these people really think a lot about them, and supposedly when Eisner was feuding with Pixar, uh, right? There's a, I was going to say there was Cook a was going, yeah, he was going back and forth, flying up to uh, a Pixar studio to keep the lines of communication open. So this this guy, you know, really and worked the inside. You know, yeah. Go ahead, Rick. And one other thing that, that was I was going to say that was mentioned in the Hollywood Reporter article, along with when uh, Dick was solidifying. Uh, the relationship with Pixar and Lasseter, he was personally going to, he would invite uh, Lasseter to come down to Dodger games with, I'm trying to remember, with one of the other studio people to just say, you know, we're going to have some fun. He would personally pick up uh, John Lasseter over at the airport and drive him over to uh, Chavez Ravine to watch the Dodgers. And they'd sit there in the stands, watch the Dodgers, and just have a grand, just keeping those lines of communications uh, open so that they didn't lose the Pixar deal. So yeah, yeah well, exa- exactly. And they, they also talked. Uh, this was I thought this was interesting. Uh, I guess Cook was a huge baseball fan. Probably had tickets at the Dodger Stadium. Yeah, we all read that article. That was the LA Times article that. Uh, yeah, about him him driving personally picking, picking people up, up Lasseter. Yeah, taking yeah. him to you know and going by the studio back to. I mean that really, you know doesn't happen a lot you know you you hear about handlers picking people up and all that kind of thing uh, but they're also saying that there's no one at marvel who is even remotely qualified to run disney they call it a behemoth but uh they're just saying nobody nobody at, uh, currently at marvel could do this you know they're saying like is he replaceable yeah sure he is everybody's replaceable but with who you know, who, who, who's well, going to do that's, well, that's, that's a good question. Going, do we know, to, do we know enough of the Hollywood players to even try to no. pick people out? <laughs> no. Well, that's that's why I was going with that with the one comment on the uh, uh, DreamWorks deal. Uh, was that a play in getting Spielberg to come over to Disney? That one of his people from DreamWorks was going to move over from DreamWorks yeah, they, over into they, the studio. They, well, they, they asked their, the question. They there, asked that I would question. say. I was going to okay. say that from. I'm sorry. I'm I'm start, I'm having serious bandwidth issues. Okay. Well, then then be quiet. They asked the question whether or not um, Spielberg's DreamWork partner, Stacy Snyder, it says that when she was at Universal, she ran an equally big studio with a theme park, and has the people skills and the political savvy. So, could she possibly come in? And that would play to where you're trying to go to with your broken up bandwidth over there, Richard. Yeah, maybe there is some deal that we don't know about yet. And the fact that she's denying it points to it's probably going to happen. Uh, you know, that, that, 
<laughs> denial is always uh, how? Well, is it a non-denial denial? <laughs> I was just watching all the president's men, and they were talking about non-denial denials all the time. I don't know how many times they said that in that movie, but quite a bit. So, is it a non-denial denial? Then it probably is uh, actually happening. So, is a double negative is a positive, or are we talking about triple negative now? Uh, yeah, well, something. Uh, whatever. Like that, but. So some of this article I agree with. I don't know that he's played this safer than milk thing uh, because I think Disney's – yeah, they're all – Disney, the, the, and I, I say Disney air quote. When you put the Walt Disney Studio name on, I think that particular brand, they play a little closer to the vest. But Touchstone and what other – Sacrifice the middle you know, wolves. You know, the other ones, they will put it out there. And yeah, some of the stuff that's been under the Disney name has been a little bland, but – um, you know, it's hard. It's getting harder for me to judge some of those things because I'm not one that's just going to throw the pixie dust on every movie and say, "Oh, G Force was great. This was great." I, my my kids are getting out of that tween age. Even my 15 year old who doesn't really worry about those Disney movies anymore. You know, yes, pirates, things like that. But you know, G Force, nah. My daughter, the middle daughter, who kind of like very much like me, likes a lot of the Disney stuff. G Force didn't even interest her whatsoever the funny thing is and the 15 year old has a or those gerbils or those were um, guinea pigs guinea pigs he has a guinea pig no interest in the movie so I, I thought there might be some interest my not kids wanted to see it you know did they're they, six yeah mine did too did you did you take them to see it i did in 3d and uh, how, how was it uh it was all right <laughs> it's all right here, now here. Did you, go ahead rich yeah my wife took uh, one of the kids to it and she said it was enjoyable she didn't now, say it was anything spectacular, but she enjoyed it. it. We all... Now, see, here's a movie that we could go back and watch because we saw it as a kid, The, the Witch Mountain. Did you go and see The New Witch Mountain? No, I was interested, but not interested enough to carve out time for it. I I liked it. I took the kids. The wife went too. Story, you know, it's changed up a little bit. There were some cameo roles. Um, I, you know, I think uh, Johnson... Has actually turned into a somewhat decent actor. He's done some really cheesy movies, like that one where he's a football player with the little girl. That was also fun. <laughs> that was I. I watched it on Netflix for imagine you know what? for a two week <laughs> trial. Uh, I thought that was funny, and it, it was aimed at an audience that I'm sure connected to it. You know, and I started to go back and think about some of the movies. You know, when you, when you cut a guy's career off. Bam, like that. And you're saying you're going in a di- different direction. And I go back and I look at, you know, Princess Diaries, uh, Devil Wears Prada. Some of these movies that aren't huge hits but hit a very targeted audience and hit it well. But, what they're, but, they're, but they're not hitting the guy target, right? They're Marvel target. Well, well uh, okay. I, 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 I could see the strategy of buying your way into your the demographic that's missing from your broad plethora of products, okay? Sure, but sure. I, I'm not so sure that four billion dollars was time. money well spent. Yeah, and a lot of, in fact, I heard people. I don't know, Richard. You uh, tell me if you heard this. I thought I heard a few people yelling out here and there that you know that four billion dollars could have been put into the parks and not. Oh yeah, I, I, um, Okay, but you know who who I knows if it's four billion dollars all at once or? Uh, I I doubt it. It's it's options. It's it's this. It's there's there's always money. some cash. It's a lot of it's on paper. It's stock options. It's, it's fake money. Yeah. They, you know what would hurt them is if all the Marvel execs said, "Screw it, I'm taking my options. See ya." But I'm sure their contracts uh, are not. 
they've probably got to put in some time transitional things like that. I I doubt if they can just you know cut and run. Uh, but you know, all right. So the last bit of speculation I, I would is how long sure. do you think it's going to go before uh, Iger names somebody? Because you know he's proven to me anyway that since he's taken over, he's a fairly decent businessman, right? Yeah. No, he, I think he, he's. <laughs> He's a good guy, and I had bad, kind of some bad vibes from him after reading Disney Wars. Uh, I was real impressed by his 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 presence and the way he conducted the opening inauguration. I, I have to say, and I think the company's direction has been fairly well uh, driven since he took over. Some might say that a lot of that has to do with the Lassiter and what he's demanding that the company do. Who knows? But. Uh, yeah, I think he's pretty savvy business-wise, and uh, considering he came out of television and you know the big conglomerate wasn't really necessarily his game. And he got mentored I, by Eisner for what a year? I think so. I'll give him, I give it another week. I think we'll know because I think he knows. But I, I yeah, because I don't I, think he would have done it without having someone in mind. Exactly. Oh, obviously, yeah. I think part of this is just a game to see, uh, you know. They play because either they're watching some stock movement or they're watching what the Hollywood people say. Who knows? You know, there's something going on, and uh, I, I think they obviously gotta know. They, you know, who knows? Maybe let's say it's that Stacy person. Was that the name of the? Uh, I think the girl from DreamWork. Yeah. Possibly before they can announce it, she's got to clear or whomever the person is that taking the place. They have to clear. They're in wherever up, they're right? working, yeah, yeah. Wherever they're at to 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 not drop that drop that bombshell because this is going to trickle down, right? When Eisner left uh, Paramount, uh, Paramount, he he went back to Paramount, says I'm leaving, and they say fine. Then he goes back to Disney. Uh, I'm sorry, but we're not going to take you. And he's like, what? I just told Paramount, Paramount, I'm leaving. You know, and uh, there was a mix, you know, because of politics and whatever, and. So yeah, I'm sure they're they're making sure everybody's got everything covered, and that could be part of it. Who knows? I, that, again, all speculation. We're definitely not inside yeah. people at this level. We can barely keep it straight at the park That's level, right? On the corporate level. So uh, yeah, it'd be interesting to see. It's kind of sad to see the last, really one of the last old timers uh, and, at, and a, at corporate go. And he really he really is one of the really good guys too. He was really a nice gentleman. Well, I, only, I, I sincerely ahead. doubt he'll be out of a job long then. No, well, it no, he's... If, it depends if he wants to be. I mean, some of these people work because they have a need and a desire to stay busy and do something. But it looks like he's he's on a couple boards. I don't think money's an issue. Who knows? I mean, Eisner's doing commercials for, you know, insurance or uh, travel things. You never know why people go back to work, right? Yeah, because they get tired Although, of sitting around looking. You, you know. get tired of sitting around, or they have an ego that says their name's got to be out there. I know we know Burt Reynolds, and uh, so was it Burt and what's the uh, the piano man guy? Um, Burt uh, Harry Connick Jr. Oh, or Billy Joel. Billy Joel. Billy Joel. Yeah, got screwed out of a lot of their money by business managers, so they <laughs> really went back to work because they had they, to. Yeah, they had. You know, they needed to live at their. They, you know, they wanted to continue to live at their level uh, and not be like me. Uh, you know, doing what I'm doing. So, you know, who knows? He, who knows? He may not go back to work. He's young. Enjoy. I, I don't know. I, I would like to say if I was at that age, had that kind of retirement going away, 
that isn't a time to relax and enjoy the rest of your life? Yeah, my, sure. My, my initial thought is because the way he had such a passion when he whenever he was telling us something there at the studio, so he was very impassioned. He just has a love of the business and just enjoyed it. I can picture him really moving on to something else and just picking up some new projects. But he also has such a diverse. I mean, take a look at his career-wise. It was so diverse to begin with that, yeah, it's not like that was his entire life. There's a lot of other things he can move on into and just. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, he could chair something at USC or uh, yeah. uh, who knows? Maybe he can go find Katzenberg and you know see what he's up to these days. And <laughs> yeah, he's sold. Well, ever since DreamWorks, uh, you know that whole thing uh, really kind of got me all screwed up because you know here DreamWorks goes and then they they sell off their live action side, right? And then they kept their animation side or sold their, you know, I, I kind of lost track of which way that went. That company kind of split up. Um, so, yeah, the, you never know where you might end up or who your new bedfellow is, you know. Uh, for all you know, he could end up running Warner Brothers or, or Universal. True. You know, True. He's got the experience. Or swap to, places uh, with that lady they're talking about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, would that be funny? Um, that would be. Stranger things have happened. Yeah. Yes, the, yes, they have. So. All right, so... Uh, are we? I'd like to say we're done with Dick Cook and Marvel because we know yeah, we've managed we've, we've managed to talk for well over an hour and a half on two subjects we know nothing about. Yeah, well, right. one of our listeners, uh, Conrad, would love to speak with us. He's a huge comic book fan, so maybe he could set you know, us straight. Either go to the park, meet. You know, I say I bumped into him to the at the park the other day. Yeah, hey, maybe we could get set straight. Yeah, have a He's, nice, uh, cool adult beverage and. They're at the truck. That, that, yeah. would be, uh, that, would, that could be a good show right oh, there. Well, okay. Let, let me quickly mention this then at the truck, near the truck. The Lucky Dragon opened or whatever. I think it's still called yeah, the, Lucky it's, it's yes. the Lucky Dragon. Still, yeah. I'm telling you, Disney went all out on this place. I could not believe the diverse menu. <laughs> they have. Is that a huge menu on there? Yeah, <laughs> they, they have rice why you, bowls. Why don't you tell us how big the menu is, Greg? They, I'm trying to, but you guys keep okay. talking. They have rice bowls with your choice of tofu, chicken, or beef, beef with a choice of sauces like teriyaki, uh, sweet and sour. There. That is the limit of their menu. That's it? You forgot That's the it. veggie part. You can have oh, tofu, okay. beef, chicken, yeah, yeah, or veggie. He said that. Are, he said yeah. that. He, he missed the veggie part. Oh, the veggie. Oh. Isn't tofu veggie? No, tofu, they, they tofu said three, is something that we don't talk about. Actually, I took a picture of the menu. It's on my Flickr website. Uh, I will tell you, they had a couple side dishes, so I don't really call that part, you know, that's not... you, you got to remember that by the time people hear this, that's going to be old news. Oh, no, I'm, I'm sure it is. I just wanted to give my impression of it because I'm like, I was so happy to see this place reopen, but now I know why they moved and they only needed a small uh, kitchen because... They're not making anything. Okay, but you have four sauces. You can put okay. four, one of four um, different sauces on here's, it. Here's how they list it, Richard. Since you wanted to correct me, and I will re-correct you. No, no, no. I'm, I'm just. I'm. I'm. For nine dollars exactly. and forty-nine cents, you can have an Asian rice bowl. Each bowl is served with rice and seasoned Asian vegetables. Your choice. Step one. I love it. Step one: chicken, beef, or tofu. Step two. Choose your sauce, mandarin orange, spicy Korean, Thai coconut curry, or teriyaki. That is the extent of the main course. Now, yeah. as a side, you can have a fresh mango slice 
or something I can't even pronounce. I don't even know what it is, but it's lightly salted and served chilled. Uh, E-D-A-M-A-M-E. Edamame or something like that? Edamame. Right. Now, you can get Sapporo beer, an adult beverage. That's the extent. Now, the kids' menu is teriyaki chicken and rice. I just expected a little more. They only get a choice of one sauce. Yeah, well, (laughs) I expected a little more out of the new Asian restaurant than one rice bowl. Yeah, I was, I was, uh, when I I took a look at the menu last week, I was a little like, that's it? Well, even the the Mexican uh, Coca, uh, Coca Cucamonga or Cochina Cucamonga. Uh, the Mexican change, place. The Mexican place. They changed their menu. I don't think their food's as good. It's a little more spicy. I, I didn't, maybe that's why I didn't like it as much. But um, I was a little disappointed compared to what they had at the other place. You know, oh, now they get the bigger uh, kitchen and all that. Eh, you know. I'm going to try the Asian rice bowl. I like teriyaki ch- chicken rice bowls. I'm going to try it. And I hope I'm not disappointed. It's a bit pricey, 10 bucks for a rice bowl. Yeah, but uh, any, you know. any entree in Disneyland's 10 bucks now, so. Sure, sure. Yeah. <laughs> so why not? I just thought maybe you would find, uh, you know, uh, chow mein, rice bowl, a few other small. No, I, uh, actually, things. but it makes business sense to Egg rolls. make it, you know, cut the menu down and cut the expense. You know. I mean, no, I no mean, just- you're right. From the business side, it all makes sense. It's easy. You walk up. Now, if this line doesn't move fast, you we're dealing with stupid people. Right, because <laughs> you were dealing at Disney. You know, you've only got so many choices. It's like going to In and Out. Oh, and I pretty well, much guarantee those rice bowls are filled with rice already. Oh yeah, but it's like going to In and Out. What would you like? There's only one thing on the menu. Yeah. It's just how many how many pieces. meats and cheeses do you want? <laughs> but, right. But but I, I've dealt with people years ago when I sold ice cream, and we only had four friggin' ice creams, and they'll sit there for five minutes they'll ask what do you have and then they'll want a description of what each ice you got an ice cream bar ice cream sandwich you you could have you could have coke and diet coke and for some people that would be a challenge no don't get me started because there's you know you go to a fast food place (laughs) and people don't look at the menu until they walk up to the cash register they're standing in line for five minutes they don't look at the friggin menu till they walk up to the cash register I'm with Drives you. It's me like nuts. Driving up into me or any fast, you know, the drive-through window, and you know they've been sitting there. I know what I want before I get to the thing. Same I'm here. Asking, Same here. What I want. You get up there and you can see the. Uh, wait a second. They're looking. They're looking. Or they have the a discussion. Yeah. You no, know, I don't want to go oh, down this path. No, yeah. come on. I don't want to go. <laughs> no, no. People that do that at least have the common courtesy. I, I, I will be the first to admit. I have done that before, where I'll get up, but at least have the common courtesy to suddenly realize Some, somehow this doesn't oh, surprise. I, I don't know, and step off to the side and let the person in back of you go forward while you're still trying to figure things out. Yeah, that you know? would be nice. I, but I then, hate it when they're just sitting there. Okay, but uh, we got children uh, of boomers uh, that, you know, it's all about them. Uh, yes. All right. That's funny. That's that's pretty funny. Yeah, I don't want to go down there. But what, I, what I'd like to do is, you know, wrap things up because... I know, you're tired. Going you long. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Well, come on. It's two hours of nothing. What it's no different from any other show, but I, I understand. Know. I know. We I, I like to keep to an hour and a half of nothing. Yeah, we pretty much beat the the dead horse to a bloody pulp. Yes. So, time so, what, time so, so what do you have to say to wrap it up, Mister Rapper Upper? Uh, good night. That's it. No, that's it. No, our emails. <laughs> there's our poop. Oh mail yeah. Line, okay. Yeah. Okay. Eight three zero four DF poop. Eight three zero four three three seven six six seven. Call us, please. 
<laughs> You're, are you Please. Mike, Greg, or Shaft at MiceCast.com. You know, I have no Mousebusters at MiceCast.com. Of all the podcasts that I list, listen to, or I, a lot of mine I don't even listen to anymore because I'm not at work, um, a lot of people aren't getting the phone messages like they used to. Like in the early day of podcasting, everybody was calling in. It almost seems like that's sort of dying off. I, I don't uh, know why. Uh, I don't but, know. But, you know, who but knows? Okay. Either way, it's there. Use it if you want to. That's what I keep being told. You can text to that number. You can put that number in and text to it, and we'll get it as a text. Cool. So text away if you want to. I complain to my friends that call me. Texting costs me money, and I still keep getting these text messages all the time. Because there are times and situations when Calling is not appropriate. You know, get this. My family knows when I teach the one night a week. Guess when I get all my phone calls? <laughs> <laughs> and I just refuse to answer. It's like they know, but then when they call three or four times, I'm thinking, okay, my Mer- 97 year grandmother's in emergency. emergency yes. I go outside, and it's like, what's for dinner? I'm at freaking school. Nothing's for dinner for me. You know, it's like, oh, God. It's go just, figure it out. Here, oh. It tastes the crap. My wife even does. I'm like, God, you know. Don't get me started. That's another Okay. Time. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, All right. good night from good. me. I'm, I'm good. All right. Good. Good night. <laughs>